Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. All right, you guys. This is going to be a crazy, kooky, special edition of the show. I'm so excited to offer you my very first bonus episode of the show, featuring none other than Ryan Lowe and Ray Bacor of Chicago the Musical on Broadway. Y'all, we recorded this ridiculous pod episode in their dressing room between shows on a Saturday, and it is kooky crazy, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, I present The Three Stooges. Oh my God, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Oh my God, guys. Jake has a podcast. Jake has a podcast. Oh my God, Jake has a podcast. Oh my god, you guys. I cannot oh my believe. god. Oh my god, you guys. I am so excited to welcome my next guest to the show. Chicago's own killer dillers. Those two scintillating sinners. I, I've never killed anyone. Ray McCord and Ryan Lowe. Oh my god. You guys, this is too silly for words. We are reporting live from the dressing room. Backstage. shows. Backstage. Broadway. At the Ambassador Theater on West 49th Street. We just did a show. You guys. So we're all fresh-faced. I can't even believe I get to have you on the <laughs> podcast. I have so many things to ask you, but my first, you know, just thing that I have to tell you both is that I so admire you both for being in this show for so long and being so welcoming to me and all of the new people who come into this building because it can be scary and intimidating, but you guys are like freaking cream of the crop best. Are you gonna cry? I might, <laughs> I might cry, Ray. I'm not sure. Shut up. Yes, well, you know, you, uh, I, we're, we're trying to be welcoming to everyone. Yeah, you, you, yes. you made it easy for oh, me, so. You did, that's the thing. Uh, and such that's a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically Ryan's ass. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> no, and that's the thing, I mean, you have to come into this building and be willing to to just go with the flow of stuff. Right. There is like, we like when somebody comes in and there's no get to know you period. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no, (laughs) you know, what'd you do in your past life, uh, that kind of stuff. No. Right. And that was exactly what it was like with you. It's like, you fit in from the beginning. Ah, you're too kind. You, you, I mean, there was no like, uh, you know, hey, there was no like this week of getting to know you. Right. Like, did it? No, you joked right away. You know, <laughs> yeah. you were right there. I mean, we're doing this now. Of course. It's just like it's funny because I think that uh, uh, I lo- I love you more today because <laughs> I have never uh, we've never done the show together. Right. You've always covered me. Yes. Or. Joseph and Joseph has gone on, right? Yes. And so I've never like been in the same building with you. Crazy. And like all of a sudden we're in the same building. Finally! It's like I'm surprised it didn't explode. I, or implode, <laughs> right? <laughs> Lightning strikes right. as I exactly. step into Ambassador Theater. Yeah. Truly. No, that's what I love. Uh, that's the, the thing I love most about people is when they can just fit in. Well. And there's no, there's no like, uh, like you know, I would make a joke and someone would be like. <gasps> what are you talking about? Right, exactly. I, right. I, no, I just make a joke have, back. Have, have uh, 
a lot of sympathy for shy people because it took me a while to kind of get comfortable mm. in the in the cast when I joined in 1998. Yes, talk about it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> And it, you know, part of it was I'd never done a Broadway show. I didn't know fully what was being expected of me yeah. in every way. I'd never worn a mic. You know, like what do you you tape it? What you all this basic stuff. And I just didn't know how much I was allowed to, to joke around, or I didn't trust myself enough to joke around. So mm -hmm. I I tend to warm up to people who pass me in the hall and don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know where that's coming from. Well, I mean, it's silly, too, in this building because it's so damn small that there's <laughs> there's yeah. no place to hide. That's right. how I felt. Just like, if you're if you're there, you are there. You yeah, are at the ambassador. Yeah, exactly. But I've loved it. Wait, okay, so you touched on it a little bit, but you've been here since 98. Yes. When did you first come in, Ryan? For okay. oh, oh, wow. I mean, that I, I'm surprised at. I, I thought it was a little later, but... 98 was a tour. I did the tour for six months, and then I was out of it for a year and a half. And then, I guess, the movie came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh right, right, right. the movie, they put the tour out again to sure. capitalize on that. Uh -huh. right. And so I signed up, and that was 2003. And I oh, went oh. out for a year and a half on that tour. Wow. And then there was time before I came here, and I would do two weeks here or there or whatever. And right, I'm right. not sure when you joined. But well, I, I joined in 2004. Right. So my my well, that, I, I covered I covered Jeff. I covered the the standby mm -hmm. for which you're doing now. Yeah. Like, uh, I covered for two weeks, mm -hmm. and they actually ended up putting me on mm. in 2004, of August of 2004. Was that a clerical error? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I know. Right. They're like, wait, well. So <laughs> actually, it is, it is it's a great story. I'm not sure if I can tell it, but. It is a great story. Um, well, now but, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? No, it was an understudy rehearsal that we were at, and I, of course, being the understudy, uh, had to be at this rehearsal, and so I did. And I had, I had seen how understudy rehearsals happen. They let you sing a little bit of a song, and then you know, and then they say, "Okay, moving on." Well, at this understudy rehearsal, happened to be Walter, Bobby, <gasps> our director. Wow. And Bell Calloway. Do you remember Belle Calloway? She was my first uh, Roxy. Yes. Oh my yes. God. I mean, yeah. she was she was the standby for the Roxy at the time when they had the standby contract for Roxy Velma. Um, but she did it on tour. And she did yes yeah and well she did a couple of times when I first came in as well and then they got rid of the contract. She but, was great. Oh by the way. yeah, I mean just like brilliant. Like mm, yeah. my husband Kevin, he says every time he saw her, he says he couldn't. He was blown away by her. <laughs> so. Um, so we did the we did the understudy rehearsal, and I, you know, it, it came to the part where Mary starts singing, and what does she sing? Start with, yes, and then it's, and then it's, so so, and as so I thought, is that right? And so I thought, all right, when I was a tiny old, maybe two or three, I can do remember what my mother said to me. So I'm, I'm doing the, the whole thing. I'm waiting for say, okay, cut, move, next. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It was, it was, I did the whole entire thing. I did oh the choreography. I went God. backstage. All of a sudden I hear Belle Calloway say, who the fuck was that? <laughs> oh and I hear God. Walter Bobby say, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, back up just a second. Uh, after I was done, I hear Walter Bobby say, who the fuck was that? I hear Belle Calloway say, that was the freaking understudy. <laughs> oh my God. 
And in, Precisely. Oct- in October of 2004, I, I ended up getting the role. Wow. So October 10th. Incredible. So, so October 10th of 2023, which mm-hmm. what we're now at October 14th of 2023, yes. I would have been doing this show for 19 years if we hadn't had a pandemic. 19 So 17 years. and a half years. Yes. Incredible. I, yes, Incredible. I bring that around to Ray being in the show <laughs> since yeah. 1998. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but mean, also very different experiences because obviously the roles are so different you you can go in and out in different time frames and so you guys are always sort of like you know if if they need someone obviously there will be you to be like we're here and we can do it but how do you as you sure sure and and i am so grateful to to have that you know to to know that like if they need someone you know that it's a thing that's still around that's like we're so fortunate to have this show that has been a part of Broadway history for so long. Mm, it's so then, crazy. It's it, really crazy it's that nuts. this thing exists and that I'm in it. Right. Because at any given moment, how many Broadway theaters are there? There's what forty? Forty or something. Yeah. And so any one of those shows that that any one of those shows might have a slot that would fit someone like me is rare enough mm-hmm. yeah. that I would get it is super rare. Mm-hmm. And then I it would be the type of part that I haven't aged out of since I was 35 sure. and I'm 58 Yeah, is insane. So, and I also happen to be the type of person who likes repeating things again and again. <laughs> right? I'm not, honestly, I'm a creature of habit. Sure. And when I do a television thing, they, they're always like, okay, you know, come on to the set. You rehearse it once and then they're like, okay, we're going. And they, you shoot it and then you're done. Right. Like, well, uh, wait, I want to get good at it first. <laughs> yeah. I need How many takes of that? How many takes that Super Bowl commercial take? Super Bowl commercial. Remember that? Uh, it was never on the Super Bowl. Do you mean the, oh. the Miller Lite thing? I or thought it was a Super Bowl thing. It wasn't a Super Bowl thing? No, sadly, but it was, on, it was a lot. <laughs> no, I think you were bringing it up, Brian. <laughs> I mean, that was, see, that's where I like, first saw you in that. Yeah, yeah, the, it was, they showed it a lot during basketball. It was a Miller oh Lite God. spot. And it was 1998, actually. Uh-oh. It was a good year for me. <laughs> and then, yeah, they, they played that a lot. It was a Miller Lite commercial where I play a guy goes to the refrigerator and he pulls out a can or a bottle of, of Miller and he puts it on the counter and starts doing the twist crazily. And then he keeps looking at the bottle and looking at the bottle and it zooms in and it says twist to open. <laughs> <laughs> so they showed a tremendous amount on the, on the um, uh, sports thing. What was the other one? Weren't you shirtless and had something on your well, chest? Often, often shirtless. Uh, there was another <laughs> Same time I, I booked uh, um, was a an Adidas spot, although you kind of wouldn't know it because it just played for the Yankees. Uh, uh, Adidas had just bought the stadium or whatever, and it was now oh. Adidas Yankee Stadium, and it was happened to be the Yankees' fantastic season, 1998. They won 110 games or something crazy like that, and, uh, and then we were five crazed fans with our shirts off in the letters Y A N K. Does it? Yeah. So it was the Yanks guys or the Anski <laughs> guys, which is a. We were sitting in a funny work. I don't know, whatever it was. It was a bunch of really great commercials. <laughs> that's it. That's that I was one. lucky enough to be part of. So there was a fantastic 1998. It was a fantastic year for me <laughs> in terms of luck because those commercials, uh, I never would have gotten them if I got them consecutively. Like if I was kind of well known for the Miller spot, I wouldn't have also booked the Adidas spot mm. or vice versa. But I auditioned for them both at the same time, and I booked them both at the same time, and mm. then they both became really popular. So 
I did very well that year. I always knew you were a Yank guy. <laughs> well, I know, nothing, I know nothing about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but we pretended. And, uh, and yeah, so I don't know why we brought this up, but it was a good year for me. Oh, so that's how that's, you knew me? Yeah, that's how, that's how I knew you when yeah. you first came in. Because PJ Benjamin was my my first Amos mm-hmm. in this building in 2024. In, in t- 2024? That hadn't happened yet. <laughs> in 2004. Um, but then you came in and I was like, oh. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. You guys yeah. are both just brilliant. Not not even like just the vocals, not just like the acting, but it's just, it's so like comfortable. It feels so correct. How do you guys keep it fresh for yourselves after having done it so many times? Is it is it because the audience is new? Is it because there I are always my people? I've brushed my teeth nine times. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been asked this question a lot, sometimes by high school students, and I'm like, you probably won't have to deal with this question (laughs) for a long time. Like, you know, uh, the longest maybe you'll do a a run is a month or something for each show. I've done it over 5,000 times. You've done more than that. Wow. And uh, I I think it's whatever whatever technique you bring to opening night, Uh it's the same technique. You keep doing that. It's the same thing. So, but you have to urge yourself to keep doing it, and you have to think like, I must bring my A game because these people are paying a hundred dollars to come and see the show. And wouldn't it be awful if I didn't give? If I just said fuck you, mm-hmm. I'm taking your money. Right. And you you know. And it's like, what are you going to do about it? Like I have to give. Like, yeah. It's opening night every night. That's basically. right. That's right. Because these people are all new. Mm-hmm. You know, every single audience, no matter how small and no matter how large, all they're they're all new people, and some of these people may have not seen Chicago before. Right. You know, some of these people have seen yeah, Chicago ten times you before. You told me a story. You went out to, to to do the red buckets and collect money for. Uh, oh, I love doing that. Yeah. AIDS, and some woman pulled you aside, and she said, "My husband and I had tickets to see this show. Right. And I that. Uh, we've had them for weeks." What did she say? Uh, she got cancer, right? He got cancer. He, he got cancer, that's right. That's and right. he died. Right. And she came right. to see the show right. and sat next to an empty chair because oh. it made her feel like uh, she was with him. She, wow. Was yeah. Honoring that date. And I heard that story and we were both, you and me both, were like, that's why you do that's your day doing every single yeah. show. And wow. if you don't, I really have very little... I'm very disappointed. I was going to say I don't have respect for people who don't. You yeah. Know? But I'm extremely disappointed when I hear somebody say, oh, this audience is terrible. Yeah. And you're like, go out there and make them good. Yeah. Like, make them you're, they're terrible because you're not doing your job. <laughs> right. <now. laughs> Like, I didn't get a laugh. Well, be funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying until bows. You know, at the Period. end of bows, then, then you can still, decide. Yeah, exactly. maybe. Yeah, I yeah. Know, but still, it's like if you went to a doctor and the doctor was like, oh, what a crappy patient, basically. <laughs> they still have rickets. Give them freaking vitamin B or whatever it's supposed to be. Oh my God. Period. Do your job. That's right. Job, so. It is. It's. It, I mean, and you, you hit on that point too. It is a different audience every night. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's. It, it's. Uh, you know, you. As you know, you know, you can do your makeup different every night. Mm-hmm. You can sing a, in a different way every night, or try to sing in a different way every night. Yeah. So, it, and that's the thing. And, and also, just I think it comes down to just 
loving the art form yeah. as well. I mean, I do. I love this art form so much that I can stay in this and not be bored for one because like Ray said, I mean, it's like we get that we get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. Like how do you keep this stuff fresh? Because we love it. Right. We have, this is this is our soul. You know, we're fulfilling this this soul by doing this role and and, or, or just perform it. Yeah. I mean, I always told people, I, I don't want to be famous. I don't I don't want to be rich. I mean, Lord knows we're not. But, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just I just want to pay my bills yeah. by being on Broadway, mm-hmm. being an actor, you know. And totally. that's, what this is, that's what this is doing. I mean, I'm not, no one knows who the hell, you know, Mary is. <laughs> when I walk out the door, I mean, I walk out and most people are like, what the hell was that? You know, that type of thing. Because I'm not in makeup, I'm not in wig, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right, is for 10 feet, and then when I get past... Right, <laughs> right exactly. But hey, that's yeah. kind of the way to do it. My yeah, God. Yeah, They're yeah. like, okay, this is so lovely. Thank you so much for clapping. I will now go and be yeah. a human. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Outside of <laughs> right, exactly. this building. <laughs> well, you guys are so lucky to, to have had this show, but I also know that you guys both have, you know, extracurriculars that you guys have focused on throughout your lives and your careers and you have families and and you know animals and everything so like uh, how do you what is how do you sort of strike the balance between like you know I, I've spoken to a few people who sort of refer to it as like the golden handcuffs of Broadway like when you're here you are here it is all-encompassing mm-hmm. but you guys are such I mean like Ray I know that you have like composed and written plays and like like Ryan with like singing opera and, and training outside of just one show for so long. How do you sort of keep those things alive? Well, I have you, no. I mean, we worked together yeah. on a show you wrote called The Scream. That's right. Which oh, you, did. you wrote for, yeah. for for for. I mean, I you know you wrote my part at least for me while you were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. you asking Simon or me actually. You know, how high can you sing? Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe I'm I see. But, yeah. you know, and then Simon wrote this this amazing m- music stuff, and you wrote the lyrics. Yeah. And we've done it a couple of times now. Yeah. And uh, I write backstage. So he, I mean, he, yeah, you know, Amos has he 50, takes this 15 time. minutes of stage time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, and exactly. it's talked about a lot, and that stage time tends to be solo. But, um, uh, but I come back, and I, I'll, I'll write with my partners who uh, once a composer and one's a librettist and I'm a lyricist and, and so we've written now two musicals and a play and uh, are working on the next musical. So that's part of what keeps me, I mean backstage is always different for yeah. me. Well people might On know, well, I, I mentioned the, um, the, the, um, the Sherlock. And I produced just, a show. I produced a, a Broadway show called The Sherlock Carroll. The Sherlock Carroll, really right. Well. Oh, yeah. Uh, at New yeah. World Stages. Right. Now they did it in London. Broadway licensing. Yes. yes. Go there and do it in your own show. <laughs> do it in your own theater. It's a combination of... I didn't write this one, but uh, Mark Shanahan wrote it. It was quite brilliantly written. Combo of um, The Christmas Carol and The Sherlock Holmes play. So, uh, so that, you know, I've, I've done a lot of other things, and this show also allows me to do that which is another rarity yeah but um because a lot of times you know i've got 
you'd have costume changes and you'd have to put on makeup and you're on stage a lot and you know, not for this. I kind of come in, throw on the sweater, and then I'm sitting and staring <laughs> at my computer. And you, can't, you can't, you can't get, you, you can't get my attention. Listen to I'm me, so bitch. Busy. About right. <laughs> pretend to listen to you, bitch, and uh, <laughs> pretend. Uh, let me right. make that clear. Pretend right. to listen to you. Right. Comma, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> no, uh, so that's one thing. I never have problem, you know, balancing my family life because that's always first for me. I, sure. You know, this incredible kid, incredible wife. But I took a year off last year because my kid was starting a new uh, high school that was an hour away from my house. And mm. I used to leave my house. I live up north, and I, I used to, you know, leave. I leave at around 5.30 or 4.30, depending on what time we're In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I leave for work at 5.30. Oh, he, oh. he didn't get home till school, until uh, 6. So right. I, I would never see him. Uh -huh. So I just called Barry Weisler, and I said, I'm going to leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he said, I understand. And so now I'm in for a couple of months and we're balancing it out and it's an earlier start time so I get to see him finally, you know, I get to see him when I come home. Yeah. Well, so we're working that out and I do get up at, at 6.30 in the morning and drive him uh, for half an hour to get there. And uh -huh. So, but that's how I balance it and then I go, come home and I go to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I will go to sleep between shows because I get tired. But, um, you know, as far, and the show is obviously a massive uh, benefit to my family mm -hmm. to have health insurance or sure. paycheck. And a job. And yeah. A job. Right. And, uh, you know, we were lucky enough for me to be able to take that year off because my wife's working. And uh, you just, it's like anything. It's like anybody. You just try and figure it out. And then I think to myself, this is the cushiest job <laughs> of anybody I know. I yeah. ask my kid. What, you know, what do I do? When he was younger, you know, five years old, I'd say, what do I, what is that again for a living? And he'd just lean back and forth and wiggle oh, his hands. Oh, and you know, just hands. Hands. Oh, right. I know Spirit it's a fingers. podcast, you can't see it, but that's the, that's the choreo. I just I tilt back and it. forth and wiggle my hands. Well, and you and Christine met? And, but we met doing this show. She was going to help Kitty on that tour right. in 90, in, well, we met in 99, and then, uh, we hooked up in 2003. Yes! And that's Amazing. why I was on the tour for a year and a half. This show, <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing about this show, is that this show has has made, has has had so many couples oh, yes. br brought together, mm -hmm. has bought so many houses for, <laughs> for said couples. For said couples, <laughs> yes. actually, yes. I'm looking for one now, too. But, you know, that's the thing about, you know, a show that has been running for 27 years on Broadway. Uh -huh. 27 years, November 14th, it'll be 27 years. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So we're, we're now that Phantom is closed, we're the longest running Broadway show yeah. on Broadway, but we're also the second longest running Broadway show ever. Ever. You know, which is insane. And so. I kind of feel like, and you guys are both probably going to bark in your mouths when I say this, but yeah. I kind of feel like a very special like bond or like, I don't know, some sort of kismet situation with this show because sure. I'm 27. I was oh, born in 1996. Born in oh my god! And I turned 25 <laughs> the year that it was the 25th anniversary oh of the show. And I always Crazy. said that I wanted to make my Broadway debut by the time I was 25. And I got to do it in this show yep. on its 25th birthday. Yep. And wow. so it was like kind of a weird, like now I just feel so connected yeah. to it oh, because yeah. of the timing. But I mean, I even, I was so fortunate to overlap very briefly, um, while Ms. Annie Ryan King was still alive, right. um, 
I got to do the tour first, and she sent us letters on for our opening oh, wow. of that tour, and I, I just, that, yeah. I will always mm. treasure that because it's such an iconic, I mean, she is, you know, the icon of, of this show, and mm -hmm. she lives in this show, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. To get to to get to like have like a little tangible piece of history with yeah. that letter Absolutely. of her, and then you know to know that like this show happened in the same time that like I stepped into this world is very bizarre. But I'm happy that to be is, here. Yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> I th I'm thinking of very much of people I know who are brilliant who don't have this connection, and I think to myself, that's it's it's so okay. Like it's not as 100% life-affirming, fulfilling as, I, I don't mean to sound, uh, what's the word, uh, unappreciative or anything, oh, yeah. but it can't be the kind of thing where like, you know, uh, this is, when you watch the Oscars, it used to be like, in the, if you watch David Niven's Oscars or something in the late early 70s, mm -hmm. somebody would win and they'd stand up and they'd say, thank you so much for this wonderful honor. And they'd go and sit down. <laughs> they'd thank a few people. Now it got to be the, where you know they're crying uh -huh. and they're saying you love me, really love me, and they're like their whole <laughs> life so is good. validated by the fact that they got this Oscar. Which you know, some people get the Oscar who are either terrible people or miserable <laughs> yes. people or not great necessarily. And you kind of have to take all that stuff. Even me, for me, I have to take getting this job with a certain amount of. Um, well, a lot of humility and a certain grain. Like, I want to appreciate absolutely everything because, like, I started by saying it's really rare and it's great. I work my ass off to get it. Yeah. But sometimes people fall into it that, you know, and where some people have it and they well, don't appreciate it. It's just a gig to it. them. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just, just a, a gig. gig. Yeah. You know, it's just another job and, right. and they don't. The thing that makes yeah. it valuable is that. I care about it, and I want to do it, and I try and do it well. I do get to work with great people. I have a, an audience every night, yeah. which uh, I know a lot of people would kill to have, totally. because it's what we do for a living, right? Yep. So that's miraculous, and uh, at the same time, there are some people who just don't appreciate that and come uh -huh. in and say, oh, this is a stepping stone for this me. Another job. Yeah. Exactly. Right. This isn't their soul-fulfilling right. moment in right. life. Kind of thing which it do. is, I think, for for both of us, and there's yeah, been yeah. a few other people that have, that have come into this, this, sh this show, and, and, and that's what I felt from them. Mm -hmm. You know, and those are the people that I gravitate towards. Yeah. Listen, I'm so, so sorry I have to go early, but um, you guys, <laughs> please take over. You are so fine. I've, 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 Thank um, you so much for being here, Mr. Ray McCore. Instagram said over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys can now talk about me. Oh, I was like, oh, leave. Please, yes, oh, do leave. I thought it never go. I have so much to say about Ray Bakur. <laughs> I love you both. Love you. <laughs> well, uh, obviously, we could talk forever about the could, good yes. and the fabulousness. But before I let you go, I do have to ask you, I mean, I would imagine that having been here for so long, there have had to have been some instances where things went a little wrong. Oh, oh, God. Would you me? care to share? With me? About, <laughs> I, I, 
with me or talk about other people? If you have, <laughs> if you have a favorite, um, you know, mishap on stage. I remember the first, the second night I was ever here, I um, tripped down the stairs ah! in the middle of the song. I so, hate those stairs. Those stairs are the bane of my existence. <laughs> yes, no, I was told to not look down when I walked down the stairs. Yep. And I'm like, you're not a man in heels. <laughs> so yes, I need to look down. So I'll be looking. And I'm like, why? Because, oh, we can see the top of your head. And I'm like, I, it's an everybody. Everybody can see the top of my head. <laughs> so no, yes, no. The the uh, I think one of the first couple of weeks I was in, I I didn't know how to walk in heels uh -huh. basically correctly at least, and I ran out at the end of the show for my bow, in heels, and uh, my one of my heel I was I was heel toe heel toe. Uh -huh. Instead of walking flat-footed out for the bow as as a, a quote-unquote man would do, uh -huh. and uh, my heel of the shoe hit a razzle, oh, and I no. slid into home base basically <laughs> from my bow. Slid right into so split. Yes, that's it. That's the thing. Um, you, you know, and you always walk out, and you always you always have this. What's the next word? Like there are some times when you know your brain isn't working right. One day, oh yeah, you know, or and and you say those lines and you don't remember that next word mm -hmm. at least until the very last minute. Oh yeah. Um, I've only I've, I've only messed up a little bit of good uh, once, where I've been like oh, so but those are the only those are the only things that I can really kind of I mean there's been a lot of stuff that has happened to other people on uh, stage <laughs> that I won't get into but um, but yeah I mean we're humans yeah you know yeah I, I, ju I just hope that people can can remember that we are still humans yes we only do this one time a night but apparently it was uh, um, I dated a psychologist uh, one of my first uh, partners was a psychologist and he said that an actor uh, who does a Broadway show? I guess there was a, a scientific study about this. Mm -hmm. An actor who does a Broadway show every night is equal to eight hours of work a day, I or mean, any quote unquote you know, normal job, right? Basically, right. And it is because you're on. Mm -hmm. We are. We are on from the moment we walk in that this level theater. of concentration. Yes. is different than being able to take those little tiny micro breaks that you probably wouldn't even clock right. in, if you were working an eight-hour stretch. Right. Because there are there is so much downtime yep. for most of the jobs, you know. That we well, are even in downtime, about. I mean, yes, we sit up here for, uh, you know, Marys. Uh, they sit up here for a while mm -hmm. during Act Two, but you also have to be clued into what's oh, going yeah. on on stage. <laughs> yes. I mean, there have been many times where I've actually sung the beginning of Little Bit of Good, you know, in the stage manager's office because I've been chatting with someone, but I have that in my ear. I'm right. listening to the show, right. you know, but I also want to finish that conversation, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Punctuate it with a little trill. Backstage and then run on stage, you yes. know. So, yeah, that oh was one time God. I think I did it on my back or something like that. Just to be stupid. <laughs> You know, I love being stupid. Just doing a yoga pose. Yes, right, exactly. On the <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but yeah, Ryan, this, thank you so, so much oh, for doing the pod. Yeah. This was oh so fun, God. and I truly am just so, I'm so grateful to know you and to, 
to have you in my life. It's I been just... amazing to, to actually get to know you as well, considering that we've never really kind of shared the building together. I know. But you're amazing, and you're oh, so God. sweet, and I hear <gasps> just the most... Oh! Who's here? Oh, oh, look, we have... We Stay have Jota Hell Kitty! Jessica Kitty. <laughs> Hello, it's Jessica Ernest. Go to help Kitty comes in and she 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 just kind of she takes slides over. down the banister and into our hearts. Right, right. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I love it. But I'm tough. <laughs> what was your favorite thing about Go to Hell Kitty? What's not to like about Go to Hell Kitty? <laughs> You've I mean, put me on the spot. What what I can I can tell you if you I don't think it's, it's not my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go to Kitty. Right, she well, introduces the show. And then she slides down the, the banister very well every night. Yes. yes. Now you say that, now it's going to happen later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Jessica died. This is yeah. the last time you ever heard her. No. Save this for posterity. <laughs> gentlemen, Jessica Earn is dead. You guys, that is it for the first ever bonus episode of Oh My Pod. I, I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know if you enjoy the sort of on-site kookiness of it all. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more bonus content for everybody. And um, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.